Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. Today's guest is Nikki Blakeman, and she's the sleep coach. Now, I'll tell you right now, this episode, you don't want to miss it. I mean, it's so good, and you have no idea how much sleep can do for you, your business, your mind, uh, your energy, you name it, the whole nine yards. And we talk a lot about different things that you can do to get better sleep. I'm not going to reveal them now, and you're going to have to listen. But I highly recommend taking just the hour-ish to listen to this episode and um, start applying some of the things that we talk about in this episode because it's that good. And remember, if you're stuck in a launch or you're about to launch and you need some help to move forward, I want you to click on the link in the show notes, schedule a launch chat, and we'll figure out what your next steps is going to be. Now let's get into the episode. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, Ken Westgar, and today I am joined with Nikki. How are you, Nikki? Hi, Ken. I'm great. How are you? Great I'm to be good. here. Yeah. Today, we're going to dive into something I am really excited about, um, and it's not because it's the launch part of it, uh, but it's something that I think a lot of people think that they should have more of, but they you know, uh, tend to forget it or dismiss it or... Yeah, there's tons of reasons. So I can't wait to dive into that. I'm not going to reveal what it is just yet. But uh, before we get jump into that, why don't you share who you are, uh, who you serve and what, how you help them? Sure. So I'm Nikki Blakeman. I'm a qualified adult sleep coach and I help entrepreneurs who want to get more sleep. So basically people who can't sleep or know they should sleep more and need help to do that. Exactly. So we're going to talk about sleeping today. That's a really exciting uh, topic, to be honest, because I can totally relate to not getting enough sleep. Uh, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that as well. And I think we all know that we should have more sleep because we know that, you know, more sleep gives us more energy and we are, you know, our creativity increases and yeah, we're just more on basically. But I would love for you to just kind of start us off, you know, why is sleep so important? Yeah, sure. So, um, and obviously, like, just this one question alone, we could talk about for hours. But but obviously... We might have to split this up then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. To keep it short and sweet, basically everything that you just said, which is we're like a highly intelligent, high-functioning species, right? A really well-equipped Um, being but only if we get enough sleep so this is the crucial thing sleep was absolutely put in there evolved in there to be a requirement and you can't have high intelligence high function high creativity without sleep much as we think that we can sacrifice it what science is really proving now is that we can't Mm -hmm. and we actually delude ourselves that we can in fact so we can get into that in a bit we can, we're actually deluded that we can and we can't, but we definitely can't. So we need sleep to function effectively for all of the skills that we need in business, but also just generally for our moods, for our health, um, for our mental health, all of those things, so important. And as I say, completely designed in there, evolved in there to, to function well, but only if we get sleep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can relate to that because I did... I did an experiment one week. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't follow up on that, but I tried to, you know, get at least eight hours sleep. So I went to bed at 11 and woke up at around seven. So, and during that week, I noticed that 
I immediately got more, not necessarily more energy, but I was more awake. I, w- I didn't feel so tired, you know? And yeah. that was just one week. But unfortunately, like yeah. I said, I didn't follow through on that, even though I know that it worked though. But that's really interesting. Um, yeah. Is there any, I mean, people are probably different. So I would say not everybody needs eight hours sleep, but what is your opinion on that? Yeah, so the, so it does, you're right. It does vary from person to person and actually from night to night. So the okay. same person from night to night needs different sleep. But the general consensus in, in the kind of science is that we need between seven and nine hours and interestingly, when they do sleep studies and they um, obviously have like, you know, a control group and then a group that they're depriving of sleep, they class in some of these studies chronic sleep deprivation as six hours of sleep a night. Oh, so, wow. yeah, so they're not they're not doing these experiments and keeping people up all of the night and then going, oh, well, that's why you need more sleep. You mm-hmm. can't stay up all night. They're doing studies with people just getting six hours. Certainly for people in the UK, there's a lot of people just functioning on six hours. Yeah. And that is what science is. So some of these experiments is turning, turning chronically sleep deprived. So when we talk about like a sleep, we, and certainly the people that I help, we're not talking about chronic insomnia. Like as in when I had my sleep issues, I wouldn't have gone around telling people I was an insomniac. Mm-hmm. To your point, I'm just busy. I'm just busy and I've got loads on. And I just sometimes I struggle to sleep or sometimes I'm worrying too much and I can't sleep. I don't turn myself into insomniac. And that's what these studies are really showing. Even a small amount, less than seven hours on a regular or semi-regular basis, all stacks up to a whole load of trouble if we're not careful. Hmm. Yeah, because I've heard a lot of people just saying, you know, uh, oh, I don't need any more than six hours sleep or something like that. So that is completely BS, basically. Because they would actually need it because if they continue this in the long run, it's not healthy. Yeah, exactly. That is the crucial thing. And, you know, this is where we really start getting to the crux of it. Like you saying, you do your sleep experiment, but you don't actually follow through with it, even though you (laughs) see the benefit of it, right? Yeah. And for me, this is so telling because this is such a good cultural indicator of where we are with sleep. We Mm -hmm. know it's good for us. We know we should get more. Probably most of us even know we feel better for it. But it's just not up there on our agenda. It's not up there culturally. It's ingrained in our system to keep going. And you probably went on the next week and thought, I should really carry that on, but I've got loads to do. So I can't Mm -hmm. really have time to do that this week. So the irony, the sort of false economy that you're generating there. um, But I believe that culturally that's what's built into us. Yeah, I think. You know, we've got to be macho, we've got to carry on. We've got to do do the do. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know for a lot of people, but personally, I, I enjoy the alone time that I get, you know, once my wife gone to bed, I get a couple hours, at least one hour, just sitting there alone. Cause I'm an introvert. So I enjoy my own company at the evenings. So that's some of the reasons why I tend to stay, stay late, but you know, we got Facebook and all this stuff and you may be sitting there scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I've even caught myself just why am I sitting still up? You know, why am I still here? Why don't I go just bed? I haven't done anything that's productive for the last hour. And it's so stupid. Yeah. So again, this is a really common thing and this is definitely where I was. Um, so even if it's not alone time for me, it was me time. There was mm. definitely an element of, and you're right, because I have three children. So yeah. I have to get the children to bed before I can start what I used to call me time. Mm-hmm. And then I would talk myself into well, I've been on the go now since 6 a.m. And now it's kind of 9 a.m., 9 p.m. So mm-hmm. I need some me time. And yeah. if I didn't get, you know, I, and then, and then I, want, I want at least two hours of me time. It's funny. <laughs> I used to start to put all, these, um, put all these labels on it and numbers on it and kind of, well, hang on a minute. If I've got, you know, this many hours when I'm busy, I need two hours to myself and all of this. And it's, it's really easy for me to kind of look back and, you know, um, kind of laugh about it now but really seriously what a false economy I was living mm. my me time now I'll tell you looks like 6 a.m I am like on switched on wide awake I'm like bang that's my me time I'm doing meditation or maybe I'm starting on my business already or maybe I'm just reading or maybe I'm up or maybe, like you say like, I'm just some people around me are still sleeping so I'm just like relaxed and mm-hmm. enjoying it but I'm enjoying it in a place of alertness and joy and anticipation for the day and excitement and energy. I'm not enjoying it in, oh, I'm tired. I'm 
mm, I want yeah. me time. And, you know, it's never really sat- it was never really satisfying me time. It was almost like a kind of, like you say, just like, you know, you'd get absorbed in some like naff program on the television and two hours later, you still <laughs> watch it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds also familiar. But how do we, you know, break ourselves out of this cycle? Because obviously it's something, like you said, you put labels on it, it's something you tell yourself. So it's really not true. Yeah, that's true. So, so there's, you're right. There's going to be people in different buckets here. So to your point, there's going to be people like you who are like, mm-hmm. actually, I just need to do it. So I know I can sleep if I yeah. just give myself more opportunity to sleep. And you're right. If you'd have carried that experiment on, for more weeks then you might have found look I'm just stuck to it because once mm-hmm. I mean this and this is this is another true story when I started to tackle my sleep issue um which I had to do um for a medical for a medical reason I was I was getting to it get into it it'll take too long but basically I was kind of experiencing like um um physical symptoms of like not getting sleep and the doctor told me you're gonna have to sleep and I didn't even I didn't even put two and two together I hadn't even realized so I come home to my husband and I'm like the doctor says I have to go to bed early I have to sleep more and literally my husband was like what really (laughs) like seriously how dull does that sound so he's like okay but you know I'm a really devoted husband I tell you what he said to me I tell you what I'll come to bed early with you maybe three nights a week that was like really generous of him I'm like okay fine yeah it took him about two three weeks to get addicted to good sleep Hmm. and then he was like I'm sold I'm I'm completely sold once he is experiencing wow, how long have we been living in this cloud of tiredness? How long have we been mm-hmm. not even realizing? And that's what I'm saying. We, there is some studies to show that we're kind of deluded. So if you know you can sleep more, just sleep more and just try it for two, three weeks and see where you go with it. If, if you can't sleep or you struggle to sleep, so the people I help are either taking a long time to get to sleep or they can go to sleep easy, but then they do that horrible thing, waking in the middle of the night. So like sort of, between like two and four, you know, you're awake and then you start to worry about stuff or just think about stuff. And mm-hmm. um, that's when you probably need to get some, some help or, 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 you know, it doesn't have to be help through a sleep coach like me. It could just be self-help mm-hmm. by just getting yourself just more of awareness of sleep, more of an education of sleep. But I think the message is please don't live with it. If I yeah. can just go back to myself a few years ago and say, please don't live with it. But then again, about that cultural thing, People told me to just get on with it. Just get on with it, Nick. What do you expect? You've got work, you work full time. You have three children. What do you expect? Like you're saying, you, you work. I'm saying I work and run a business, but I didn't then. I was just working and had the children. You know, that I started yeah. the business after I fixed my sleep and I was able to do even more than I did before. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I would just say, just reach out, get help if you if you want to sleep more. Don't don't suffer with it. Yeah, but that's that's really important thing that you're talking about right there that that is a whole different aspect of not getting enough sleep because that's something that's totally not related to just going to bed early and waking up, you know, or, or getting that eight hours sleep, but this is something totally different. So I'm really glad that you pointed that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would guess a lot of people are like me. I hope so. <laughs> but once we get to the weekend, obviously uh, we, you know, tend to think that, you know, I'm going to catch up on some sleep and going to sleep in longer. But the problem is we probably go to bed even later than usual as well, because we know we had the day off the next day. So, yeah. But yeah, that's probably a vicious vicious cycle as well. Yeah. So you're right. And I'm I'm really glad you asked this. It's a really key thing because again, when I talk to people, you know, just, just chatting in general, a lot of people say to me, oh yeah, I do skip sleep in the day, in the week because I have to get up for work, but mm. I normally have a line on the weekend and that's okay. And this is where the studies really show it. Again, you can't unfortunately recover sleep on the weekend. So they did a study and they showed that they tried to recreate this basically to test this theory. So they got people and they cut their sleep short for a working week. They gave them three nights. So probably more than we would actually have because really you only really have Friday, Saturday, maybe because yeah. Sunday night you're setting your alarm for Monday again. True. They gave people three full nights of sleep and then studied them and they had not caught up. They had not recovered performance from that lost sleep in the week. Mm-hmm. So this is what I say to people. It has to be consistent in every night because you are doing a series of tasks in your sleep to clear down the waste products, to set yourself up, memory consolidation, 
you know, we talked about creativity. If you have a launch coming up and you've got that problem that you're really stuck with and you're not sure which way to go, sleep does, you know, it consolidates and it, it ruminates on that for you while you sleep in a way that they've proven cannot happen while you're awake. So you, your brain literally goes into a different mode and does a different series of kind of chucking the information up and mixing it together, which you physically don't do while you're awake. So it's almost like it's so cool because it's opening up um, avenues for creativity and problem solving that are literally not open to you no matter how late you stay up trying to figure that problem out. And this is the thing that I kind of love. And, and I, I experience this now. Sometimes I'll go to sleep thinking on something and when I wake up, like the idea will come, like mm-hmm. this is what you should do and it'll be really, really, really clear. And so all of that kind of good stuff, you know, so we can't unfortunately catch it up. And you're right, what we tend to do then is throw our sleep pattern off as well. So stay up later, get up later, and then that's just not cool either because then, yeah, then our like body clock is all over the show and that's not particularly helpful either. Yeah. So basically getting enough sleep will help you in generally be more productive and gain some more clarity. Yeah, so let me give you some stats about this because it's so cool. Um, what they showed was obviously they've compared groups of people who and they've got sleep and they haven't got sleep so they talk about regular consistent sleep and like mm-hmm. we talked about not just like one or two good nights so they've got people who are consistently sleeping well yeah versus people who have been deprived of sleep for several days obviously in the lab and they've shown some amazing stats so for example 30 percent up to 30 percent more energy not like a slight bit more energy up to 30 percent more energy wow. they've showed up to 40 percent increase in problem solving ability 40%, 40%, so high. So what they did to test this, this is a fun study in itself. They got these two groups of people and they got them to solve these little problems over and over and over again. And what, what they didn't tell them was there was kind of a shortcut to solving these problems. And obviously, as soon as they figured out the shortcut, they could do the problems quicker and easier. Mm-hmm. And that was the difference in the stats. 40% more of the group that has slept got to this quick solution so these are the kind of things that we're talking about again which is so important in business you faffing with the tech you don't know what you're doing and then you're staying up late trying to sort it out ironically if you'd had good sleep you'd be 40 percent more likely to solve the problem in the first place you're like i got it i saw it i just clicked that and then that so that's amazing so 40 percent more problem solving ability 40% 40% more increase in memory capability they discovered in one test. Wow. Here's an, and here's another great one, which I think is so important when we're starting out in business. 60% reduction in negative emotional kind of resilience. So wow. how important is that? So where, how you respond to something, how you take a negative situation and deal with it and stay rational and stay calm, they've shown that that could be a 60% less ability to do that if we haven't had sleep. That's huge. This That's is huge. crazy numbers. And if you just combine all of these together, I mean, you become this machine that's so super productive, so super clear, you know exactly what to do. You don't feel overwhelmed. You're not negative. You're just positive and just go, go, go. And I mean, that is, yeah, it's amazing. Exactly. It, you have just completely summed it up. That is it. You're just like... <laughs> on fire so like those days when you're on fire and you're in flow yeah this is it this is the day this is the days um and and we just don't realize and yeah like i say there's more they've shown more emotional intelligence so when you're you know if you have if you're going through your lunch and you have to do webinars or you've planned several webinars mm-hmm. or you're going to do some lives you, you know you know we all we all hear james talk about mbbd it's like you've got to bring it guys you've got to serve your audience consistently you've got to bring the energy it's like bring the energy if i literally just stayed up trying to get all this stuff sorted night after night it's like i can't bring it consistently and they've said they show that you just you don't have that emotional control so like if things start to go awry in the webinar mm. you're going to get derailed or if you're doing a kind of live chat, you know, and you, you get the vibe from your audience and you need to shift direction slightly, like you've got that more emotional intelligence to be able to do that. So these are really, these are really cool stats for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm blown away, to be honest. This is, yeah. So 
since we're talking a little bit about launching, um, yeah, obviously it's important in so many ways. Um, but can you sh- share something a little bit more specific that we need to think about for sleeping journalists? I mean, we already talked a lot about it, but it's just something that we, we haven't touched upon. So in terms of business or just generally? Uh, business and when you're kind of in the launch mode or you're pl- starting to get into the launch week. Yeah, so exactly. So this is this is what I was talking about around, to me, that the key thing is it's consistency, it's ability to communicate with customers when you're on webinars, when you're on lives, and it's just that resilience. And I think it was really interesting to me, they did a specific study where they showed that when you sleep, and in particular the kind of dream REM sleep, the, the, the stuff that most of us tend to chop when the alarm goes off in the morning, um, what you're doing in that time is you're taking a negative situation, maybe a negative memory from the day before, and your brain is kind of, and I'm like, I'm oversimplifying this, I'm like I don't really literally know the chemical processes that are happening, but how I explain it is, it's kind of detaching the emotion from the actual memory of what happened, or kind of calming that emotion down, diffusing it slightly. And obviously the relevance of this is, then the memory is stored and consolidated, so you get the learning from that event, but you leave the emotion in that day. You don't take forward that emotion into the next day. So if you think about this in a launch environment, if day one of the launch doesn't quite go as you wanted, what a really good night's sleep can help to do is to put it in perspective. So that kind of thing that your parents used to say, like, oh, it'll all feel better in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's not actually about the passage of time. And they did this study as well, where they showed it wasn't just the passage of time. It was actually the sleep. And this is what they think. They think that the brain is stripping away that emotion. So we're able to take a step back, less subjective, more objective. I wake up fresh and you go, you know what? Yesterday didn't go so bad it's fine. It was just this. I take the learning. I let go of the emotion. This is day two. I'm going, this is going to be a new day. Those sort of skills to me in launch mode are, because you, once you launch, you're launching, right? It's yeah. like, it's a train you're not stopping. So <laughs> exactly. you need to be really, you need to be on your game and you need to be coping every single day of that launch. Yeah. Uh, the best that you can be. And then, I mean, launching in itself is an emotional roller coaster. You know, like you said, you have one good day and then you have a bad day. And But obviously this would, you know, getting enough sleep. And if you work on your mindset and learn how to reframe things, and if you just combine these two things, I mean, there's no stopping you. Yeah, well, I think you, you've hit on a really all the good point here, Ken. And, and that's when you're talking about mindset and reframing and and managing your emotions and this is really important as well because we talk a lot about self and inner mind and inner work mm-hmm. and here's the thing sleep was this is what people and me you know me included when I say people I'm, I'm like me as well like years yeah. ago before <laughs> they started I was looking to the external for something to help me and I was looking for what do I need to do to get my mindset? Do I need to read, read like a self-improvement book? Mm-hmm. Do I need to get a new technique? Do I need to do something? And it's like sleep is our original self-care. It's our original inner work. It was That's what it's doing. Like I said to you, that's just one example. Mm-hmm. We are there processing emotion, filtering, and remaining calm. So that's one thing. And the second thing, which is really good that you've hit upon, is, is the ability to really control our emotions so again we talked about we're intelligent we're really um an advanced kind of piece of kit and one of the things that takes us forward um amongst other species is our prefrontal cortex and our ability to control our emotions but Mm -hmm. here's what they've shown as well when we don't sleep they actually showed that in effect what happens a kind of easy way to describe it is our prefrontal cortex kind of decouples a little bit from our emotional more like mm-hmm. our amygdala and our more emotional base into the brain. So what that means is we actually stop being that, that really um, clever cognitive being that's in control of our emotions. Yeah. Study showed we, we basically don't. And we know that because we know we can think less rationally and <laughs> Absolutely. we're more at the mercy of our moods when we sleep, but they've yeah. actually proved it in a lab. So they're saying, yeah, what literally happens is even though we think we're being rational, 
and we think we're remaining in control because like I talked about we're very deluded unfortunately when we haven't had sleep and we can't actually identify it in ourselves we're not we're not in control and we're not rational and they show that what effect that has is it all goes a bit awry and we start to bounce moods we start to bounce from like elation to disappointment to anger to frustration to upset and again in a launch environment you could like you're saying it's an emotional roller coaster anyway Mm -hmm. and if you haven't had sleep your kind of your thing that's keeping the wheels on is (laughs) is is kind of hands off your prefrontal cortex is like oh i'm exhausted (laughs) i can't steer this shit what and and so what happens is you just become at the mercy of your emotions going back and forth and back and forth and, and that's what they showed in the lab that was so serious it's not it's not um you know what i'm saying it's not just like subduing it, it's like they actually show this bounce effect this kind of um mood swing effect is quite disturbing hmm. yeah i mean i i know this for myself as well you know if you had too little sleep and you have been working a long day and you know the family is coming home from work. Yeah, the kids are coming back from school. And if there's something that goes wrong at that moment, you are sure to, you know, flip that switch. And yeah, you're going to be angry, frustrated, you know, all that kind of emotions. So yep. basically that's where it comes from, sleep. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, I mean, obviously, like you're saying, there's a, there's a whole lot of other potential causes. But of we, course, yeah. We really underestimate really underestimate and and again i'll explain this kind of thing i keep mentioning kind of like deluded literally deluded but that's just a kind of expression but what they've shown is that it's a bit like when we drink alcohol i guess is how i would imagine it a bit like Mm -hmm. when we drink alcohol and then someone says to you do you feel drunk no i'm not drunk (laughs) no it's fine i'm drunk at all i could totally yeah i can walk in a straight line it's Mm -hmm. fine and then you like you can't so what they say is like sleep is a little bit like that when you don't have sleep and this is your point about people who say, I'm fine on five, six hours. What the studies tend to show is they're not actually fine. They've just actually stopped recognizing their own poor performance. And what the body does is rebaseline that performance. So it sets a new norm. So when they mm-hmm. say they're fine, they just mean I'm completely normalized to this feeling of tiredness and this poor performance that I'm now doing. And it's now my new normal. So that's that's the important thing. And I think that's to your point why sometimes it's really difficult to recognize ourselves. We don't, we don't, we don't put two and two together. We're not, we're not joining the dots. I, I definitely wasn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're not sane basically because the brain is not functioning the way it should be <laughs> really. Um, yeah. But you, you said that you were a sleep coach and what it is it that you would say I mean, when would we need a sleep coach? Is that just when you have like the problems like that you mentioned uh, when you're not sleeping throughout the night or would we need a sleep coach no matter what? Yeah. So, so like I say, like I, I don't, I don't um, want to work with people if they don't need my help in the sense that like, it's not rocket science. So if you can sleep and all it is, is just getting more sleep, then mm-hmm. please, you know, go ahead and do that. Absolutely. I would really recommend to you. What I tend to help people with is where they feel like they never have enough time to sleep. They feel like they can't sleep and they actually can't sleep because they have some issue Mm. or not a lot commonly. They feel like they've tried everything. So sometimes people come to me and they feel like they've tried everything and we work on a kind of combination of those things. But those are the kind of common things I hear. I don't have time to sleep more. Um, I can't, I, I, I could technically have time to sleep more, but I can't get to sleep or I wake in the middle of the night or, you know, one kind of want to want a variation on these themes. So that's when I would, um, recommend that you get in touch with a sleep coach for definite. Yeah. Cause when you say, you know, people say they don't have time to sleep. Is that just a belief that a limiting belief that they say to themselves? Because yeah, like me, i you know, I want that alone time before I go to bed. So I would say, yeah, <clears throat> no, I don't have time because I need that alone time. But again, that's just yeah. a belief. So if I just went to bed early, problem solved. Yeah, exactly, Ken. But I think you're probably, you're potentially in the minority of someone who would recognize that yeah. they could have a limiting belief in the first place. There are a lot of people that I work with 
who genuinely believe they have no time to sleep mm-hmm. and they're not even recognizing it as a potentially limiting belief. So, you know, we maybe have to work on, um, and a lot of it, as I said, a lot of it to me, and I, I, I uncover more and more and more. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up actually because the limiting beliefs, I uncover more and more and more of them. I, ha- I te- I'm like, I do keep a little list of the limiting beliefs that I've come across in my clients. Like I had a whole bunch and I keep coming up with something, but it's really tragic because in the same way as there are like, you probably find like 200 limiting beliefs around money. Mm-hmm. There are like a whole lot of limiting beliefs around sleep as well. Sleeps, people who sleep look too much are lazy. You know, we all had that when we were teenagers and teenagers mm-hmm. have a different sleep pattern. Nobody really recognizes that. And so we tend to get that sleep association with laziness or when we're a kid, you know, adults get to stay up late. It's like, mm-hmm. a, it's like a treat. It's like a bonus when we're growing up. And then we're kind of like, no, people who are really serious about their business will succeed at any cost they'll just get it done you know with full respect to Gary V Gary V is all about the hustle he's all about stay up you know you do do your 12-hour job and then come home and then you've got another you know you've got another however many hours go 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 woman go and then and then you know sleep and he I mean he doesn't say don't sleep but he's driving that you know that mentality of just keep going at whatever cost and Mm -hmm. then what people tend to do is they forget that you, you you can't just go to sleep. If you've been going, like if you do a full-time job and then you've worked into the night on your business, you can't switch your mind off. Like we weren't built to do that. No. So you have to have a bit of downtime. And that's that's where I really work to support people because I have like 101 ideas for each part of the sleep journey and for each type of issue that people face. And it's really like having a personal trainer. That's what I would, that's what I would um, liken it to. Like if you want to do some exercise, you could go to the gym of your own accord. You could learn how to use all the machines. You could read up everything around fitness um, and you could put your own program together. I mean, I don't think any personal training would deny that it, it's not completely rocket. It's not rocket science. Yeah. It's the same for a sleep coach, but people haven't got time to do that. It took me months and months and months of reading and reading and research to fix my own sleep problem. It was the right pain. Um, and people don't want that. They haven't got time for that. So they want to know, help, help me fit this into my life. Help me design it. Help me overcome these sleepless nights and, and just help me get the best out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's two things that you touched on that I would like to just dive a little bit more into it. It's, uh, one thing is about kids and teenagers, uh, but also the part-time, the people that have, you know, uh, will have a full-time in building a business. So let's yeah. start with kids. Um, obviously they need more sleep. Um, that's you know common knowledge I would say Um, but why why is it that they need more sleep and why do we as adults need less sleep what why is that yeah so again this is one of the this one of the interesting areas of sleep studies because let me tell you like the sleep studies that they've done although they're numerous they're the tip of the iceberg I mean relatively we know very little about sleep and, it, and its purpose in the, gr- mm. in the grand scheme of things. It'd be like how much we know about space, <laughs> I imagine, you know, how much we know about the inner workings of our mind. And sleep's a great example. But what, they, what they've survived so far is that two major things are happening um, when we're young. We're growing for a start. So yeah. that majorly happens at night when we're asleep. So obviously children need to, gr- to grow, to, to sleep to grow. And another major thing is we do most of our memory and learning consolidation at night. And they've proved this multiple, multiple times in studies. It's pretty well certain. So again, they get two groups of people. They teach one of them a new skill or they teach both of the groups a new skill. They'd give one an eight hour break awake and one an eight hour break asleep. And the group that had slept were just able to, I don't know, play that guitar chord or whatever the kind of simple memory thing that they taught them or mm-hmm. a number sequence in an other studies and the people that had been to sleep just were able to recall the number sequence and play the guitar or whatever it was just fine yeah um the people that stayed awake for eight hours even if they had a nice little break um c- couldn't do that memory consolidation so for children yeah growing and consolidating learning all of that that's majorly reasons why they think that children need to sleep more Hmm, yeah, because we have I, I got two kids and we've been really strict at, you know, um, you know, bedtimes and stuff like that. I see a lot of other people who are not that strict. I mean, they'll let the kids be up to, you know, 10 p.m. The, my kids are seven and nine. So they go to bed at uh, seven thirty and eight. 
Yeah. And then they would yeah, get. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they would get like 10 to 12 hours sleep, you know, depending on, you know, uh, when they can get up. But uh, when talking about this, it seems to me like there's no um, accident that they're performing well at school as, as well. Obviously, because like you said, they are learning while they're sleeping or, you know, the memory works a little better when they're sleeping. So it obviously has something to, to do with that. Yeah, it could well be. I mean, there's, there's again, like exactly what you say, it's helping with learning. It's also, it also, they've shown it helps with um, behavior as well. Mm-hmm. So they've shown links between lack of sleep and um, bad behavior or like, you know, inadvertent commas, bad behavior or less, um, you know, desirable behaviors and um, aggression as well anger in children as Mm -hmm. well as obviously when we get into teens uh, more serious things like depression and suicidal thoughts unfortunately have been connected in teens which who are not sleeping and again you know again as we get to that kind of more cultural thing where as parents we have less control if you like over when our teens sleep compared to when they're little um and then they get that kind of again that cultural like i want to stay up late and all of that kind of thing. And then the technology, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, in our house, we know our kids, are, my kids are the same age I, I, and I have a younger one as well. Um, but we're talking about, you know, when do we get, bring tech into our house and do we have a tech curfew and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that and, and that kind of thing. So again, it's massively important, but again, as I say, we've got this cultural, unfortunately we have this cultural um, kind of association with teenagers sleeping in and that being lazy so yeah we, as a you know as as parents we don't necessarily help help the situation when we want our teens to sleep more but um, on a schedule that actually science has shown they they probably don't naturally have mm-hmm. and you mentioned technology um that's you know we have our uh, phones we have our pads tv you name it how have you tested like uh these um uh, blue light blockers glasses have you ever tried those no i haven't tried them but some people have had some people i've worked with have had good um kind of response to them so yep. have, have had good what i what i would probably be looking at for people for a start is um when are you stopping the tech so mm-hmm. um just because i i like to where i can work with people on stuff which doesn't require them to buy additional products or i mean there are you know there are some yeah. things i totally agree there are some things where people when do stuff and there is some kind of like lights which are quite cool as well and there's various stuff and various stuff to measure sleep which is quite fun but i would always start out with people is what can you do that's just completely free and natural and just about making a lifestyle shift and there are a million and one other reasons apart from sleep why you would want to have some downtime from tech Mm-hmm. in the evening and have a tech curfew and you know just getting back I mean I was I was talking to someone the other day where they're just about just just plain old relationships you know and like being with your partner and having a conversation <laughs> you know and having some like partner time rather than just like staring at Netflix um you know there's there's 101 reasons so um yeah, yeah there are some products that are pretty cool um but I would always say to people like maybe just try maybe just see what you can how far you can get with with just for free you know Mm -hmm. yeah obviously totally get that i actually tried or bought a couple of glasses and i've tested it you know for a week or two now and honestly i think they has helped because i feel like i have no problem sleeping in general but i felt like the sleep that i've been getting has been deeper i feel more you know um i have more energy when i wake up than when i did when I didn't use them because I obviously you know running a business blah 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 <laughs> you sit on your phone or sit on the computer before you go to bed but yeah. you know, I've been using them just maybe the last hour hour and a half before I go to bed and that has seriously helped but like you said if you can just put that away that last hour and a half that will help it yeah. as well yeah that, I mean that, that I guess I guess if I if I had to recommend anything to you you know one or the other I, I would probably recommend the latter like I say for a whole bunch of other reasons yeah, yeah. And, and also like you say um around the because it's not just because it's important that you you bring this up because when we talk about tech and we're using phones and we talk about um, blue light that's one mechanism that that's affecting mm-hmm. but using your tech late at night and keeping your mind active on things like work actually influences a different set of sleep triggers as well. Mm-hmm. So although you're blocking the blue light, you're still actually running on 
you know, okay, I'm still thinking about work and I still haven't closed down the day mentally. Yeah. I'm still going right up to the wire with that. And like I said before, we're, we're not robots. We can't just shut down and mm-hmm. then go into, like you're saying, go straight into a deep sleep. We have a transition time from, from full on to sleep. So there's, there's that reason as well. Yeah. Here's another experience that <laughs> I've tried a lot of different things, but never really followed through on them though. I don't know why <laughs> that is, but uh, like you mentioned, you have a lot of thoughts when you go to bed and you know, we still thinking about business. So I used to try out just um, taking a post-it note and just, you know, writing down those things that I was thinking about or yep. things that I needed to do the next day and stuff like that. And yep. that also kind of helped in a small sense, you know, that you kind of, yeah, you got it out of your mind. You knew it was on paper. So, okay. Now you can relax. Definitely. I definitely, definitely talk to clients about this. It's such a good, simple trick. You know, some of the, some of the best advice is just really simple, helpful advice. Yeah. You're exactly right. Because, and again, you know, one of the things that your brain is kind of looking for, like an oversimplified way of explaining it is, have I still got stuff to do? Am I able to go to sleep now? Mm-hmm. Um, because sleep is an automatic process and it requires vulnerability and it requires letting ourselves go. And we have a mechanism that's kind of like, oh, I don't want to do that. If I, if, 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 if I mustn't do that, if I'm in the middle of something, if there's still lots of things to be done and what we're inadvertently doing, even though, we're not actually suggesting we would go and do it now, but like you're saying, we're thinking about doing it. So mm-hmm. in an oversimplified way of explaining it, I mean, it's not really going on like this in our brains, but an easy way to, to think about it is our brains almost thinking, Oh, right. Okay. Right. Right. I've thought of that thing. Is she going to want me to do that now? Do I need to get ready to do that now? Like <laughs> I need to do that now because again, if you know, again, and this is like such, such a lot of this stuff is based in our more modern existence, right? We're just like quite simple 24-hour creatures. Our body mm-hmm. is not evolved to our constant 24-7, you know, <laughs> three-month goals, five-year plans. We were never really designed for that. We were designed for quite simple. Here's a period of light time. I'm going to go about my daily activity. going to finish up everything I'm doing. And then I'm going to go to sleep when I've done. And we're never done, are we? Like. Yeah. The day is never done. So you're right. So any of these things, and there, let's say there are a whole bunch of ideas that I work with with clients. How do I, how do I close the day, and how do I release and stop thinking about it? And if that's a post-it note by the bed, where any last-minute things you're just jotting it down and then saying to yourself, "And be gone," like, and I don't need to think about it anymore. Like today is today is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I like to think it as you know, you have it all this stuff up in your head. And then you kind of take it through your brain, down your arm, through the pan, onto the paper, and it's kind of like gone. It's like I love that. Visual, I love visualization that. there. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to steal that. I love yeah, that. Please take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were also talking about um, yeah, people having you know maybe a full-time job, trying to run a business. And obviously, time is scarce. Um, so how would you suggest we deal with that and make sure that we still get enough sleep and get the good sleep before we kind of go to sleep. Yeah. And I think this is what I was saying. This is the true false economy that we, we really have to get our head around before we will allow it. And like you said, it requires a bit of trust and a bit of experimentation in the process and trust in the process and trust in all the stats I just gave you. But I can speak from my own experience before I started my sleep journey. I had a full-time job. I had three kids Mm-hmm. And I had a series of hobbies and I was doing none of them really well. Right. You know, I was doing all of them kind of fighting the tiredness, kind of constantly feeling guilty about all the stuff I wasn't doing and dragging through the whole lot of it. And fast forward to now where I still have my full-time job. I, I qualified as a sleep coach. I now have my sleep business on the side. I still have the three children, obviously. <laughs> yeah, they're not going anywhere <laughs> Um, and I'm not doing wrong I'm not saying oh I'm doing everything great but I'm not I'm efficient Mm -hmm. I'm efficient now so I'm not spending you know sort of uh, like hours in tiredness or feeling droopy I'm not procrastinating as much I'm not self-doubting as much like you saying I'm decisive I'm on it I get up in the morning I have clarity I have some spark of an idea I have excitement for the day I'm getting through some stuff and 
you know, I can get through, right, I'm going to do this now and I'm going to do this on the business and I'm going to do this with work and then I have time to, and like we're on lockdown in the UK, right? So I'm also homeschooling the kids at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> homeschooling the kids as well. Um, and all of that, but just having that kind of like bounce and energy and enthusiasm for doing this stuff. And yeah, that, that's the missing, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing for me. So please, like, again, if I would say to people, it's a false economy thinking that if I, it's all about time and it's all about fitting more in the day. It's not. It's about quality action Mm-hmm. taken with decisiveness and not lack of self-doubt and procrastination like i used to talk myself in and out of stuff and we we're talking about the, those mood swings you know yeah. you know I, I have a great idea of stuff we should do this oh no oh, no i'm not sure now i'm talking myself out of it now i have self-doubt now i have all the how much time you know all this sort of time wasted so that's what i would say when i go back and look back all those pockets of, of time wasted through procrastination and tiredness. And like you saying, like, I'm just going to waste time on my mid afternoon when I'm like flagging. Cause I'm mm-hmm. so tired. I've, I've, I'm not being productive. I was probably kidding myself. I'd be yeah. productive. I won't actually be productive. I'm literally scrolling on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you're doing marketing research, obviously. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I would say. That's why I say, please don't, you know, I, I know it's really hard. I know it's really hard because I yeah. wouldn't have necessarily, or I didn't see myself there. So I know it's like, you know, it's easy for me to say, but just trust in the process and um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, if you just apply some of these things that we talked about or all of them and you have a full-time job, I'm pretty sure that you're going to be a lot more effective with the time that you do have. And you don't have to stay up to one, two, three in the morning to get things done. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's bang on. You're more effective with the with with the the small amount of time you do have. Like, I'll take a simple example. So, I I work in the city. I don't live in London, but I work in in the city of London. Mm-hmm. And I have a really long train journey. And I used to spend most of that train journey kind of tired. Yeah. Um. Catching now, up on some sleep. Yeah, because you're all asleep. <laughs> but it's generally like I have some commuter friends and they're all asleep on the train. Yeah. So you get the train at like half six in the morning. Uh, I work for an hour and a half on my business that time in the morning. Nice. So, you know, and, and that's proper time. That's that's fresh brain time in the morning. Mm. If you don't start your start your business work till all the way at the end of the day, then me personally, some people are different, but me personally, that was never a good time of the day for me. To, yeah. to, to give to my business if that makes sense so yeah absolutely if you have a full-time job obviously your energy will be lower by the time you get home because you spend a lot of energy on your full-time job so yeah if you can use that time before you actually start anything else that's yeah that's amazing i love that um do we have any i mean we talked about so much and i don't know if we have any more tips but do you have any last tips for people who feel like they're lacking asleep, they're not being productive. Yeah. Yeah. So like I say, once you first thing is really, really, really trust in the process and really give it a go. Really set aside the time, keep it consistent. And when you're first starting out, my advice is always to set a sleep wake time and try to stick to that time every day. So try not to shuffle your sleep around weekdays, weekends. Try and give yourself a good window of opportunity. Stick with it every day once you get into your sleep like your your body and mind will be really kind to you so you can play about with it like anything you can play about with it once you've got it locked in mm-hmm. but when you first start out really try and lock it in really try and get those sleep wake times consistent every day and give yourself a good window of opportunity to sleep and go from there and see if you can just get an increase in sleep and then obviously if you can't then you know get in touch that's what i'm here for yeah exactly uh, just touch a little bit on that. Um, how long does it take till you get into, you know, that routine of getting the sleep cycle to work for you? Oh, do you know, is, it, is really, there a number or is it different? It's really not long. People I work with are really surprised, yeah. you know, um, cause I, obviously I look at everything when I, when I work with people and we, we take a, a pretty holistic approach to looking at the areas of their life and putting it all in place. But, um, people get results really quickly. They do. I think they're really surprised, especially people who've like, kind of like I've tried everything mm-hmm. and then we work through it and they're like, Great. because what happens is 
um, just like we talked about, the whole thing's a cycle, right? And everything's linked. So you have a bad night, you feel rubbish, you feel anxious, and then you have a bad night because you're worried and anxious, and then it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a quick cycle. Mm. Actually, when you start to get good sleep, it works quite quickly the other way as well. So it, yeah. it doesn't actually take long for you to start, like I say in the example of my husband, like he's like three weeks, I'm like, I'm sold, I love it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't actually take that long for people to start to see even small improvements. And maybe if you've had a really long-term sleep issue, sometimes it can be you know, a little bit slower. But once you make little progress, everything kicks in then because it is all a cycle. So one night of slightly better sleep means a better mood, means a better kind of attitude means you know less worry the next night and it feeds off each other quite quick so yeah it's really it's it's not necessarily long at all i think if you just took you with your experiment you know for another couple of weeks i think i think you you might i need to get back on that experiment (laughs) i have a lot of things i want to test out now so yeah (laughs) starting with one though uh but you made a um, little quiz for us so so that we can share um just why don't you just quickly talk a little bit about that and we'll link it up in the show notes obviously but yeah why don't you just share a little bit what it is and how it kind of works that little quiz sure so i did a quiz like if you're getting ready to launch or thinking about launching sometime soon and you've been interested in the stuff that we're talking about and are wondering okay am i getting enough sleep you know am i going to be ready for my launch and do i get all these like really cool launch skills that nick's talking about that i'm going to get when i sleep so i did a fun quiz just for you to try out it gives you some indication of um how ready you are like how sleep is helping your launch or whether you could be doing more to support those skills that we talked about yeah awesome i just took a quick test on it and i loved it i told nick that right away that this is this is some good stuff so if you want to just try it out, please do, and uh, you'll get some results there immediately afterwards. So, yeah, do that. Yeah, cool. Um, right. Where can people find you and reach out to you and connect with you online? Sure. So I'm on um, Facebook, Nikki Blakeman Sleep Coaching. I'm in BBD, so anyone wants to, like, say hi from BBD. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Nikki.Blakeman. You can catch me there as well. Awesome. I'll link up that in the show notes as well. And I want to say, I appreciate really this conversation. This has been, yeah, it's been an amazing conversation. I think a lot of people is going to benefit a lot from it. Even if they're not running a business, they should listen to this episode for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's far reaching. I mean, yeah, we, we can have a whole nother episode talking about a whole nother angle because there is just so much good stuff. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do that. <laughs> maybe we'll do that because this was oh, really good. Right. Oh, it. thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. It's been really nice. No problem. Thank you, everybody, for listening in to this week's episode, and we'll catch you again next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.